When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Empire. I'm Adam Defino. There he is. This is Chris Vaccaro. Uh get excited because this is the week that Chris actually let me have some control on the show. And uh, so are you, buddy. Write, I got to write a rundown. And guess what yeah. he said? Not bad. It sucked. No. <laughs> I said not bad. Nando, uh, uh, microphone how, a little closer to me. Hold on. Yeah, you do that, buddy. And there I'll just go. tell you, I'm uh, I'm excited to put week nine behind me. Uh, behind me. I don't yeah. know about you. Week nine yeah. was a tragedy, disaster. Low scores everywhere in all my leagues. Uh, really gross. And I'm just happy to put it to bed. Move on to week ten. So I'm in a pretty good mood. And on top of it, like you said, you did the rundown. So who knows what to expect? So let's get it going, my friend. Technically, I believe you know what to expect because you read the rundown. I didn't read it. No. Then why'd you say not bad? To encourage you. All right. Make first you feel good about yourself. So, <laughs> so uh, I think – oh, wait. we got a uh, morning Chris Ananda. Whose idea was to start the stream so early? Uh, was, uh, Chris why? Was it early? It was I think he means like every week it's 1130. But if you're if you're, if you're – Watching on the stream and you come in late or something, you can. You, there's a podcast. Just look for the Fantasy Empire on Apple, yeah, and Spotify, and Spotify, yeah. There you go. And everywhere, yeah. And thank you, and thank you for uh, listening and watching. And thank you, yeah, for being part of the family. Go go, Jin. Yes. Um, so, like, I thought there was some interesting stuff here and there this week. The most interesting to me, and I think it's because you know, I play in deeper leagues and more challenging leagues than you. <laughs> That's a good joke, Ed. No, well, you know what. Yeah, CJ Stroud. uh, I mean, Jake has him ranked, I think, number six this week. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'd be willing to call him like a top eight. I don't know about six, but like going forward, I mean, CJ Stroud was not your only quarterback, right? Like you had maybe like Patrick Mahomes and CJ Stroud as your backup. What do you do in this situation? There's value there, right? Like there's value there just sitting on your bench every week. What do you do? Yeah, it's it's tough to see uh, Pat Mahomes just uh, having average games and a CJ Stroud drop a fifty six point game in six point passing leagues this past week. But right uh, now, though, if you're talking about trading leagues, um, home leagues where you could trade, you're moving CJ Stroud this week. That would be the answer. The, you know, you, unless you really believe in CJ Stroud that he's going to be able to be consistent, and you want to dangle that carrot of the name of Patrick Mahomes out there and try and get a big hole. For a, you know a team that's in your league that's has a really good roster and just average quarterback play. Maybe he's the Kirk Cousins owner that lost Kirk Cousins a couple weeks ago. So there's all different scenarios like that. Um, but for C.J. Stroud, Nando, I think people are forgetting, and he's been one of the hottest names talked about these last couple of days, rightfully so after what he just did this past Sunday. But we live in the moment in, in fantasy football. 
this year and uh, now. And uh, I think we forget what he did last Sunday versus Carolina and right. he sunk up the place. So, right. People you know, are down now, on him. Yeah. Well, you go into after that Panthers game and everybody's like, ah, oh, CJ Stroud, you know, the, 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 the rose is off the bloom. Uh, you know, the bloom is off the saying. rose. I think the bloom is off the rose. Thank you. That's why you're here. Nando. Let me just you. make sure I get that one. Yeah. Get that one. I knew I messed that one up as soon as I said it, but um, either way, Hold on, I gotta you know, put in my book of my book of Chris Malaprops. Nice. Is that your diary? Yeah, it's every everything funny that Chris says that I can turn into uh, Walgreens photo gifts. Yeah. Good. Uh, by the way, Christmas is coming. If you can make me a nice mug again, coffee. You mug already have a mug. Up. I mean, I know, but I like it in so much that uh, you know you can give me another one this year. What if I told you I already made your gifts? Oh, it's, what am I getting? And every day I'm like, I'm like, what did I order from, from the, the pie sale? Is coming. Well, what did I what did I order from Walmart? And I'm like, oh right. <laughs> I open it up <laughs> and I have a good laugh. Nice, and then I, I keep good. forgetting to send a picture to Medica. Very nice. Uh, listen, CJ Stroud. I think we're like I said, living in in the now. But rest of the season, you got to look at him as a low end QB one. And it's funny because he wasn't even drafted in twenty round high stakes leagues. You know, if somebody took him. It was the position that people took him, Nando, like you said, a Mahomes or a Hertz or a Josh Allen owner. And they just said, ah, let me back him up and have a, you know, a second quarterback on my roster and take him in round 19 or 20. But now as the season has gone on, kids, uh, the kid's the real deal. And he's got weapons. They can't run the ball in Houston. And there's going to be a lot of games where he gets into these, you know, shootout. Not, I don't want to say shootouts because it's matchup based. And he did get the... Uh, luxury of facing this Tampa defense who's fa it's fallen apart lately yeah. and he lit them up and he's got good weapons. Dalton Schultz is now coming on. He's uh, you know, I think we need to look at Dalton Schultz as a top eight tight end on a weekly basis. Now I want to get into talking about tight ends later on in the show, Nando, but Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown uh, is a nice complimentary wide receiver. He's another hot name this week, especially off the waiver wire. Um, at the receiver position, though, right? Like, wasn't that just one big play from Noah Brown? Really? Like, when you look uh, well, at the numbers, when people who when don't you, watch the games, just look at the box scores. Aren't going to like know you. One yeah. Play. Like you who caught six balls. Yeah. Six balls. So that one play that would turn into six catches on six targets, uh, 153 yards and a touchdown. But I will say this, I I'll lean on your side, Nando. Uh, I think people are going to go overboard on their bids on Noah Brown tonight. People got to remember Robert Woods um, it, it was out. He'll probably be back in. I don't think, um, you know, he, he'll eat some targets up every week. Uh, and he he's still behind Nico Collins and, and Tank Dell. Is Robert Woods, is it kind of like, you know, when some of these teams just like, ah, uh, why don't mm -hmm. we let you? I mean, I guess they're a contender. Really, they're four and four. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they're, listen, they're, yeah, second they're, they're the not out of it. Yeah, not out of well, it. Like, Jackson. So, I mean, I was looking at ja in the standings, like Jacksonville's only scored like <laughs> six more points. I mean, they've had their bye, I guess so that makes them, but whatever, like, I mean, they're scoring points. It's mm. not, this is not like this is some crappy Houston team that everybody counted out preseason. No, it's a team. They're a better team. They're a better fantasy team. That's all we care about now, though. We really don't care about if they're a good team. How we, we're, they're, they're good for fantasy offense. And I don't think many of us expected that going into the season that this offense would be as good as it is for fantasy production. How, um, how reliable are you? And I, like, I know you don't, but a lot of people play in leagues where you can trade like normal people. Um, there's like maybe three weeks left for you. Know, my trade deadlines usually right around Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. Where are you at, like a Nico Collins and Tank Dell? Are they going to be? Because it seems to me they're more than just like. I don't want to say like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but they could be like your Tyreek oh, Hill and Jalen Waddle light. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just no. Well, I I just think there's other pieces in this offense. Like I said, there's a reliable tight end now, and there's a decent wide receiver three in Noah Brown. Uh, so I don't think we could elevate Nico Collins and Tank Dell to that level. But I still look at Nico Collins as a top twenty-four wide receiver, right. low-end wide receiver two type. Um, depending on the matchup, he's very you know he's very. Uh, it's spike weeks, you know, you're going to get every third week where Nico drops the six for 90 and a touchdown type week. And then you're going to have, you know, uh, the, the three for 42 type week from Nico. So he's not a reliable locked in wide receiver too, as we look at some high end wide receiver twos, but, um, tank Dell coming back into this offense now after like a month uh, of, uh, being banged up and, and, a bye week. It's slow. Uh, not did uh, the the Texans. They did they have their bye week? I'm trying to think. The Texans yeah, they had their bye week. Yeah, they had their bye week. If you're not going to take no, I'm just seriously. <laughs> Good one. I'm just uh, I'm just thinking of, off the top of my head, but anyway, that's the way I look at the Texans' offense, Nanda. Right. That, Chef it. TPTB uh, feels more like Evans Godwin with Nico Tank than. Uh, that's actually a great. That's actually a great comp right there, Chef TPTB. That's I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Godwin really. That was such a weird game uh, this past Sunday. Um, you know, Chris Godwin only getting two catches for 16 yards in a game where the final was 39-37. I expect bigger days from from Chris Godwin, but it was just weird how um, you know with that much productivity off on offense, Godwin didn't get a piece of the pie. Um. Damian Pierce isn't a drop. I said, like, I know you, you like, we like hoarding running backs, but if we're not yeah. a hoarding running back type, is Damian Pierce, uh, I mean, are you ever going to start him outside of like well, after, a couple of bye weeks? Like, it's after seeing what, uh, no, I mean, he's, he's a wide, he's a running back three now at this point. Um, but on his own team, it, well, not really. Listen, no. Devin Singletary didn't come into the, the mix here and do anything that, would make you think he wrestled the job completely away from Damian Pierce. So now this is one of those situations where it's a bench Damian Pierce and, and that's it until further notice. You got to hope a season gets on. Who knows how long he's been nursing this ankle issue. Maybe he's been nursing it for weeks and that's why he's struggling, but uh, he's still, you know, he's still their lead back and he's still um, capable of falling into the end zone on a weekly basis. So uh, that's the way I look at it. You got to bench Damian Pierce and, and hope he turns the season around. Here are your rushing leaders week by week. Uh, I pull it up for the Houston Texans week one Pierce with 38 then Pierce with 31, then Singletary with 41 then Pierce with 81 against Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Pierce with 66 against the Falcons and then Singletary 58, then a bye, then Pierce 46 and Singletary 26. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling like that. There's, there's going to be that Damian no. Pierce. 126 well, yard game anytime soon. I I don't either. Or a few you know of them. What? But this past week, Singletary had the job to himself. He completely fell flat on yeah. his face. So you know, it was looking great. I I was a Devin Singletary owner in a big league, Nando, and I didn't play him one time all year long. And then I got excited because this Sunday I needed a flex spot. I said, oh, this worked out perfectly. I, uh, you know, Damian Pierce gets ruled inactive with the injury and I could slide Devin Singletary in when he's the lead back here did absolutely nothing. So it goes right back after two weeks of looking like Singletary was really 
coming on in this offense. He was getting more, uh, you know, more snaps, more carries, everything. And uh, then he had the drop to himself and he fell flat on his face. So that's it. That's the Texans offense right there. Enjoy CJ Stroud. If you uh, if he was your QB two early in the season, he's now your QB one. But I will say this, Nando, going into Cincinnati this uh, upcoming week, Lou Amaruno uh, is going to make his life miserable. He's a great defensive uh, coordinator, and I think he's going to confuse the kid a little bit. So I hope you enjoyed your 56-point C.J. Stroud day, but I think uh, he's in for a little bit more of a uh, rude awakening this Sunday. Speaking of hope you enjoyed, Mm -hmm. um, you had a very untimely tweet or X uh, this Sunday where you kind of dance all over Raheem Mostert's grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were called arrogant by smashing silver, AKA staying yeah. positive uh, yeah. on the, app. a no name, a no name account with a, it would, a you know, a well, he's one of your fans. Tweet. I mean, he follows you, right? I mean, well, he can't be, that's really messed up. I don't think, so. no I don't know. I mean, he does have a name. It's staying positive question mark. Great. Okay. Maybe his parents. So were what's your question? So what's your question, Nando? What's your fantasy-related question? It's actually about Raheem Mostert. I mean, because you, yes. you know what? So you said something along the lines of – and it, it, Mostert had, was like – I was 100% right. The, no, find well, okay. me somebody that disagrees with me. You just think that here, – here's where you went It was wrong, just Nando. untimely. It would have been better if you did it on like a Tuesday, like this, like today. No, well, because I'm watching like, the hey, actual game and – yeah. You're out apple picking and I you see not, somebody uh, the, go First of all, apple me. picking season is – well, there's is a funny dumb. thing about apple picking. I should have sent you the story. Nobody they're staying cares. open later. Anyway, back to Raheem. They're staying Mostert. open later in the year because they, every like, oh, every weekend the was raining. Great weather. Uh, yeah, because it was raining every weekend. So like they're keeping the apple orchards open until like uh, you know until they can. Thank you, Ruckus. By the way, guy sounds like a jabroni. That's right. He was a jabroni online. I think he means you. Okay, here's the here's the thing. Uh, Raheem Mostert. My te- my tweet was it was in the first half. Raheem Mostert had about one fantasy point. Okay, he wasn't getting the touches. They were rotating in Salvana Ahmed and uh, Jeff Wilson for a couple carries here. And my tweet was that I hope everybody enjoyed Raheem Mostert RB1 season, the first seven, eight weeks of the season when we were getting 25, 30 fantasy points every week in a big time offense because it's over now. And hopefully you traded away Raheem Mostert at his high and got what you could, hopefully a King's ransom for what was a top five fantasy running back in September and October. But those days are now over. Okay. What went on to happen? A half hour later, Raheem Moster broke off a couple of nice long runs and he actually got in the end zone. He gave a decent fantasy day, 15 fantasy points. But if you're actually watching the games and following, you know that as a Raheem Moster owner, you're, the, the days of glory are long gone. Okay. I don't know about they long go gone. In, I don't know about two weeks ago, long gone. Okay. Okay. That, whatever. You want to get technical, that's fine. But here's the <laughs> yes. thing the days of being an elite upper tier RB1 are done now. You go into your bye week. Devin A. Chain is, is now healthy and ready to come back after the bye week. And they have a healthy Jeff Wilson and Salvan Ahmed. Whether it's to get 5% or 10% of the workload, either one, it, it'll be a horror show if all four are active on game day. I expect Wilson or Ahmed to uh, be inactive, I would hope. But regardless, A-Chain's coming back now. Mostert is, unless you get you know, the touchdowns from him on a weekly basis, he's nothing more than an RB2 after the bye week. So 
it's a you know it's being realistic nando that's just what it is mostert and shane were having good games together Mm -hmm. right and like and here's here's the other part is like if you would have traded away Mostert a while ago, you would have missed his big games, right? I understand you would have sold high and you would have been set up maybe for the back end a little more. But no, that's not true. That's not true. You could. You can't get. It. I mean, you can't trade him now. Everyone's thinking seven. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can't trade him. You have to live with him. And you know what? Here's the thing. He's not going like to unless you got a loaded team. Unless you got a loaded team, he's going to be in your lineup. You're just going to have to look at him as your RB two, and. Hope that he gets into the end zone or gets some catches every week in PPR leagues, and he's around the twelve to fourteen point, uh, you know, running back a game. But those days of 25, 30 point blowups, not happening. Here's the thing, right? Like, I don't know if anyone would have sold Raheem Mostert for what that's you right, and Tyler. Tyler are imagining mm-hmm. in your brains because everyone knew A. Shane was coming back, and everyone has this like, you know what I mean? Like, people are smart now. It's not like you can rip say, "Hey, take my Mostert." Uh, for your, I don't know. I don't even know what you would have been able to get for him because yeah. everyone knew a Shane was coming back. The time to sell Mostert, I think is right now. Like I would, I would consider buying Mostert. For you're hundred percent wrong. Yeah. You're hundred percent. No, I'm hundred percent right. This is right. No, everyone who are you selling? Who are you trading Raheem Mostert for now? Who would you trade for? Who, if you're the Raheem Mostert owner, what do you think you're getting for Raheem Mostert now as you head into a buy and everybody knows that a chain is coming back? Right. Instead so if you get, of, if you get wait, instead of, kind of value. no, 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 no. Hold on. Instead of saying, instead of, you know, trading Mostert at his high in week six and getting where I remember listening to plenty of pods and shows where it was like, do I take Saquon Barkley for Raheem Mostert? Do I take Bijan for Raheem Mostert? No. At that point, that's where you trade away Raheem Mostert, knowing that you have an RB, a running back that's going to be there the rest of the year in a lead back bell cow role. That's when you sell him. You don't trade Raheem Mostert. Now you're not going to get anything for him. So what if you I could get Bijan Robinson, Robinson for him? Nando, move on. You're, you're, you're so out of touch. I don't think no I sense. am. I think you're out of touch. You're out of touch. You're I think you're out of touch. touch. You play. In How this, do you in trade this... Raheem Mostert now for Bijan Robinson, knowing that? I mean, and even Bijan's No, what? Bijan's a backup running back. <laughs> Listen, look, he might. All right, look, right. he might be better. You're he right. Might be better than Mostert. You're but the upside is is a lot better than you know uh, Raheem Mostert heading into a four way so, committee with a running back that we know in Devin A chain is going to get 30, 40% of the workload. How do so, you know that? Maybe he'll get 30, 40% of the final stats, but I don't know if he'll get th- like he'll get 10 carries. Maybe Mostert gets 17 touches. Mostert's involved mm-hmm. in the passing game. Okay. All right. I want to talk so to you. Are, so you're a lot higher on Raheem Mostert rest of the season now that A chain's coming back. Here's a question else. from Tyler, Alexander Madison, or Bijan. Uh, you know, let's get to that in a minute. Oh, my God. Let's get to that in a minute because we have to do a yeah. uh, commercial break. Oh, I'm going to let you cool down. Week. I'm going to let you. You're just your, frustrating. It's it's so hard your private to do a show of with ice. you. It's just tough to do a show with you. It's actually kind of easy. You know, because you think you could just, like, get off with this stuff. Do the commercial. Get away with this stuff. Run the ad, Nando. And then your NFFC buddies, oh, Chris, that was so amazing, man. You're right, man. But, like, 85% of the world might actually be thinking, like, Bijan Robinson is a backup on a team I where can... a guy destroyed Kyle Pitts's value already and is showing us nothing. I it's cannot not like argue right, about hold on, my let's... frustration with Bijan Robinson. Hey, give me a number between one and five. That's the sound effect I'll play. Eight. Boring. 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 
It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. We're back. Nando, uh, just a couple of news bits that's uh, coming in on this Wednesday afternoon. James Conner, the uh, window was open for them. I think they expect to get him back uh, along with Kyler Murray for this game uh, this Sunday. So this Arizona offense, I'm kind of excited about the rest of the the year now for a tricky under-the-radar offense with James Conner and and Kyler Murray every week. And uh, David Montgomery practice again. We get the king back, uh, my king. David Montgomery, my most owned running back. Looking forward to that, the uh, second half of the season in this Lions offense. So hopefully he's ready to roll off his bye week. And uh, Matt Barkley, your favorite uh, backup quarterback. Uh, The Giants brought him in. I expect Matt Barkley to be the Giants quarterback the second half of the season here. So that's that little updates for you for fantasy. Shout out to Joel Pinheiro. Joel Pinheiro. I haven't talked to him at all. Legend. Thank you for uh, tuning in and uh, giving us a what's up, Joel. Yeah. I got, I got yeah Joel, Joel didn't text me this year for any fantasy questions or advice. You know what? He's, got, uh, he's gotten too good. He doesn't need us anymore. That's what it is. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But anyway, how are you? Let's uh, roll, Nando. Okay. What's yeah, your next topic? I know you want to talk about Alexander Madison, right? Well, I kind of – so look, where would you put – all right, how about this? Mm-hmm. Madison, I think, is uh, RB22 in the Fantasy Pros ECR this week. And I know that okay. changes as you get closer to games. But uh, that seems low for – like Cam Akers, I know, was taking over, and so he was falling a little bit out of favor. But yeah, uh, he wasn't. Yeah. He was chipping. Cam Akers was kind of taking the, the tides were turning. Okay. All right. Um, I would say Madison at 22 is too low for this week. For I any agree. Week. I, mean, he's, I know, agree, but you have to realize he sucks. You know, that's the problem. It sucks right? to still like 22 for 51 and a touchdown. Yeah, and, and that's what he, you know, this past week he went 16 carries for 44 yards. That's like his usual line right there. He's just not a good running back. But um, sometimes in fantasy, most of the times in fantasy, we're just looking for volume. And going into this week and probably the foreseeable future, unless Ty Chandler uh, mixes in, um, 
and starts eating away at his workload, Alexander Madison's going to see 15, 20 touches a week. And that locks him in as an RB2 on a weekly basis in a Vikings offense that, you know, we love. Look, we we pretty much left the Vikings offense for dead last week after Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins went down. Yeah. And now, you know, Joshua Dobbs steps in, puts on the performance he did, he, he did which uh, credit to him, unbelievable. And he's such an underrated quarterback, uh, Joshua Dobbs. But it happens every time with Dobbs. I feel like, you know, everywhere he goes, he puts on this show for like four or five games where he looks like, oh, he's fantasy relevant. I should pick this guy up. People are already talking Josh Dobbs, you know, top 10 fantasy quarterback the rest of the way. And then what happens? After a month, he just falls flat on his face. Um so hopefully that doesn't happen because he's got the most weapons and best offense that he's ever been in. And uh, he'll be the hot uh, quarterback pickup on the waiver wire this week for sure. If he wasn't, if he was dropped in your league. I don't know. But I mean, for like, Alexander, but I'm sorry, Nanda, I, I went off on the offense, but Alexander Madison, RB2, mid-range RB2. Got to hope that uh, he chips in in the passing game and he's in that 12 to 17 uh, range right there. He caught a nice long ball this uh, past week in, in Atlanta. He had two catches for 49 yards. I don't expect it all the time where he gets downfield alone and he catches a, a bomb. But again, volume is king. Volume is huge in fantasy. And the running back landscape is getting worse and worse by the week. We have DeAndre Swift off, Isaiah Pacheco, all the Dolphins running backs and the Rams running backs. So, you know, I'd have him right around 15, I'd say, Nando. Um, would you rather have him or Raheem Mostert for the rest of the season? Raheem Mostert. All right. Chris Vaccaro loves Raheem Mostert. Yes. There you go. Uh, what made you – I mean, do you feel like when you see your tweets only get one or two hearts uh, during the games that you should maybe stop tweeting during games or some weird compulsion uh, you have to chase yeah, hearts? Yeah, yeah it's – you know – they call it they, what do they call it? Clout the kids? Yeah, I'm just clout, chasing. Yeah, clout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, chasing yeah, you clout. know about that. You're cool. You're hip with the kids nowadays. I'm not thirsty like you though, sir. Thirsty, yes. yes. Uh Keaton Mitchell's gonna be the guy this week, I think. I think he'll be leading all ads. Oh um, Nando, the topic of the week. Keaton Mitchell, buddy. Let's I know get into it. So there are two th- schools of thought with Keaton Mitchell right now. Uh yeah. A, this is this is the signal that it's Keaton Mitchell time B that was just a lot of garbage time, man. That was like that. I mean, and I guess you could do like a B, you know, like a blood type where it's kind of like, they are going to have a bunch of garbage time going forward and Keaton Mitchell's going to play and do this stuff all the time. Where do you fall? All right. Where do I fall on the Keaton Mitchell? Um, I loved what I saw. Now you, you know, the, the comparisons that we've heard the last couple of days all across the fantasy industry is, you know, can Keaton Mitchell be who we just talked about, the Devin A. Chain of the of the Ravens? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a 5'8", 180-pound uh, uh, small back, but that works in the NFL this nowadays. That used to be extinct. The Warwick Duns, you know, they, they were a dime. Uh, it was a one in a million running backs like that. But now that works. Give us these small shifty running backs that run a four, three like Keaton Mitchell does. And the way I look at it is this Nando. Um, what is it? not loving what I saw. What? Uh, listen, sometimes listen, I don't expect Keaton Mitchell to come in and be the bell cow. Okay. Uh, nobody's saying that if you're, if you're 
going to pick him up and expect Keaton Mitchell's box score to look like 22 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown. It's not going to happen. Okay. But just like Devin A. Chain, he could play 30% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps, get 10 touches a game, maybe eight to 10 carries and chip in two or three catches. And every week just break off an explosive, you know, run and hopefully for a touchdown. To me, he's a must add. Okay, there's a lot of back and forth the last couple of days, Nando, since this, you know, like you said, the two schools of thought. Is he just in a is he the third back in a three back committee that, um, you know, you can't rely on? Why are you going to overspend and fab on him and, and everything? Or is he this breakout running back that if you don't go and get and you, you know, get outbid on, you could blow your season. This is the last chance that you have at getting a, a league winning running back. Right. And that's where I lean, Nando. I'll tell you that. And, and if we could take this conversation into a, a fab talk, okay, because my my outlook is this. I want to always be an aggressive fantasy player. And we're heading into week 10 now, okay? And I know that, you know, so we have five weeks left in the regular season. Most leagues uh, outside of home leagues and some home leagues, you can't bid on fab after the playoffs start. Right. So you have five weeks left here. If you have a lot of money, if you're the team, that's the, you know, the eight and one fantasy team or the seven and two fantasy team. Okay. You want to put the hammer down right now. If you have a lot of money, this is the opportunity you're waiting for. You're not saving your fab money for the last couple of weeks. You have an opportunity to, to, to get, you know, a potential league winning running back, a difference maker, especially at the running back position right now, as we head into week 10, get him and you have him for five more weeks of the regular season to win your league and then take it into the playoffs. If you're the middle of the pack team right now, if you're the five and four team, the four and five team, and you have a lot of money, you're, you're trying to get the difference maker to turn your season around and get hot these last five weeks to make the playoffs. So whatever way you want to look at it, whatever position you are, if you have the hammer in your league on the fab waiver wire money-wise, this is the type of opportunity that I look for that I'm blowing it all. I don't care. And I'm not saying I'm going to be 100% right now, though. We don't know. Okay? But from what I see, you give me a running back that can go and look, jump off the page, be explosive. I love this kid. I actually tweeted this uh, last week, Nando. It's pretty funny that after week five or six, when right before they were about to activate Keaton Mitchell, yeah, uh, I had him stash on some leagues, but I bought all the Keaton Mitchell shares. And over 57 fantasy teams, I was 48% Keaton Mitchell owner. Okay. So I had him in half my leagues. And unfortunately, two weeks later, after getting really no run, it came up with a hamstring injury. And it looked like, oh, he's going to miss a couple weeks. And I dropped like 80% of my Keaton Mitchell shares. And it's killing me because I don't have the money to get him back tonight because he's going to go for a ton of money. With that said. But you're going to try my, anyway, right? I'm so well, you 250. You're going to just empty out the whole 250? It'd be like 248. Well, you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Only an idiot would blow every single dollar and leave himself Why? with nothing. Zero dollar uh, bids, right? No. Nobody. No. No zero dollar You play bids, in a league that nobody can relate to. Except for like three people. Well, I'm sorry about that. I, I try to talk to um, the 
the the players, the fantasy players out there that are in competitive home leagues, as well as obviously the thousands and thousands and thousands of players that play in high stakes leagues. That's who we, uh, you know, try and accommodate on this show. I'm sorry that if I'm not talking down to the Nando eight team Yahoo league play players, Yahoo leagues. but I'm trying to talk to the, the, you know, the competitive fantasy player and competitive fantasy leagues. So my Same point is this, Nando. Right about you. Yes. My say I call it the way it is. That's what you get here on Fantasy Empire. I'm going to tell you the way it is, whether you like me or not. Uh, most people don't like you more than me, though. Nando, I, that's fine, man. You know, it's, this is your like show. That, right? I'm just I'm I know, hero. It's not. It's our show, buddy. It's our show. Oh yeah, it's I yeah. Oh, listen, let me just finish. Let me just finish that thought. Okay, Keaton Mitchell. This is what you've been waiting for. You have five weeks left. There's nothing in competitive leagues on the waiver wire. Okay, it's garbage. Now, can you get burned? Getting Keaton Mitchell, spending your fab money on him, uh, and it's a three-way committee, and he's getting five fantasy points a week, and it was just a flash in the pan, one-week wonder, and he's just, you know, nothing. Sure, it's definitely possible. Look what people just did with Zach Evans a couple weeks ago. DeMarcado a couple weeks uh, over that. They blew their fab budgets, half, 50%, 60% on these guys. They got nothing, Okay. Are we going to do it a third time here with Keaton Mitchell? Maybe, but I'm going to bet against that. And this is the type of play that you have to make that can change your fantasy team because we could be looking up four or five weeks from now. Keaton Mitchell could be the Devin A-chain of the Ravens. I'm going to bet against Justice Hill, who I've seen nothing from, although I have no clue how they gave Justice Hill 48 useless snaps this past week. Okay. Gus Edwards is always going to be a thorn in the side of not only all my Lamar Jackson teams when he gets inside the five and runs it in, but I'm going to bet against a Justice Hill and Gus Edwards talent with a guy like Keaton Mitchell. And that's my point. Be aggressive in fab. Go get the kid. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But this is the type of play going into week 10 that could be a difference maker. And there's nothing coming off the waiver wire in competitive leagues this late in the season with five weeks to go. So that's my take on Keaton Mitchell and Fab this week. Thank you. Would you drop CJ Stroud for him? <laughs> Makes no sense. It won't even. It end. does make sense. If you have Patrick Mahomes and CJ Stroud's like the guy who you're looking at, like, I need all these other players on my team. They're handcuffs, they're whatever. If it's a tough decision, I thought we were talking to people that made tough decisions. You're playing competitive leagues. I mean, can you trade CJ Stroud besides dropping a top 12 quarterback, Nando? Like, these well, are the I know, questions. But I'm just saying that, that's you don't need a backup you know, quarterback. Sure. You're wasting him. Would you do game I'd rather have Keaton Mitchell. Like, How about this? I'll just answer your question. I'd rather yeah. have Keaton Mitchell on my roster than CJ Stroud backing up. So, thank you. There you go. That's all I want to know. I want to bring back mm-hmm. this uh, Bijan Robinson thing um, that we talked yeah. about briefly before we took a break. Um, yeah. By the way, Joel Pinero, seven and two. You want to answer his trade question real quick? Uh, yeah, where is it? Uh, did I miss uh, it? Oh, I had to a lot of com- By the way, shout out to the, the chat here. A lot of comments coming in hot and heavy and a lot of, uh, you know, people watching. So and I appreciate it. Nando doesn't appreciate it that much as much that's as I do. Not, in our but, meetings, Chris uh, is like, do I really have to address the commenters? Yeah, that's and then true. when he finds out, when he cloud chases, finds out Joel Pinero's in here. He's like, "Yeah, bring him up quick." I'm trying to, I'm trying to answer my friend Joel's uh, uh, question here. Okay, my first question, Vicaro. I'm seven and two. Would you trade away Mostert, Ford, and Christian Kirk for Cup Kamara Charbonnet? Oh, this is in depth. Uh, is that in depth? You took the question off. I'm trying to look at it. Would you trade away Mostert, Ford, Kirk? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're getting Kamara. Yes, Joel. Yes. Give me Kamara and Cooper Cup, 100%. Great. Glad to help. Yes. But you can just text us whenever you want, man, too. Yeah, know? 100%. We just like talking to you as a friend, Joel. Yeah, now that we saw a big, we saw a big um, turnover in the tight end market. Uh, you know, you don't want to talk recently. The last couple of weeks, Nando, and you know, we just can't come off of a week where we lose Darren Waller, uh, who's got the hamstrings of an eighty-five-year-old lady. Um, it's just, I mean, gone. come on, man. Like, right? Like, I'm done. I, I cut him. Yeah. I'm oh, no. You know what, Nando? I honestly did myself. I can't even argue. I was so done with it. And I said, you know what? You know, they have a week 13 bye. He's got to miss four games and the bye. You're not getting him back until week 15. I'm not carrying six weeks, uh, five, six weeks of Darren Waller to come back and give me two catches for nine yards in his first week back. And if from Tommy DeVito. in the championship game. Yeah. From Tommy DeVito. Uh so, yes, Darren Waller, I, I dropped him. Um, and then, of course, we lose a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard to a, a fractured arm. So we just lose two top seven tight ends in the fantasy game. But we're getting so much, uh, you know, like we're getting a lot more tight ends coming into the mix now. Guys that can actually be useful. Like we said, Dalton Schultz uh, this past week, 10 catches, 130 yards, but he's been showing it. You know, for the last month, he's, he's been coming back on our radar. radar. Cole Komet, obviously, another great game. Um, but a couple under the radar, guys. Kate Otten is, is finally – he got nine targets, six catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. I'm sure he's on your waiver wire. I don't expect games like that, but he is the third target in this offense in most weeks, um, and their defense is playing bad. They're going to be playing in games where, you know, it's a back and forth, I believe. And Baker's uh, been eyeing him uh, eyeing him down. So, for sure, uh, Kate Otten is one of them. We – I want to touch on the guy that I really like real quick. And I talked about him a couple weeks ago and he hasn't done much. Uh, he had a couple, a good game a couple weeks ago, scoring a touchdown, but Gerald Everett, I'm not giving up on this guy. Nando. I'm going to bang the drum for Gerald Everett. Still. He caught two balls in the first quarter and then he disappeared the rest of the game in a weird game script. But here's the thing since then, since last week, Nando, Josh Palmer went on IR. Okay, they obviously already don't have Mike Williams. They're losing targets in this offense by the minute. And Quentin Johnson is just not it. He's just not the guy. I really believe down the stretch in this offense, passing offense, that Gerald Everett is going to emerge as the second target in the passing game. He's basically a borderline wide receiver, Gerald Everett. Okay, I know look at him as a tight end and everything, but the way he moves body-wise, everything – Gerald Everett could be one of these six for 60 and a touchdown tight ends in this Charger offense in November and December. So a lot of people I saw in my leagues drop him last week. Um, I'm not giving up hope. If he's still available on your waiver wire and you need tight end help, if you're the Dallas Goddard owner, if you're the Darren Waller owner, Gerald Everett or Hunter Henry would be my my top two uh, guys the rest of the way. Remember when we loved Hayden Hurst preseason, both you and I? Oh, my God, yes, yes. Remember that? Um, Terrible yeah. pick. Oh. Terrible pick. I mean, yeah. he, 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 like, he, st- he stuck his head up a little bit last week. Didn't week one he actually come out and have a good game, though? Yeah, I, I, I think, from I think I that's believe, how we both discovered it. No, no, it was preseason. I was drafting Hayden Hurst a ton no, in I August, think you said so I didn't even see the one, first like, game. This guy looks great. Okay, I'll show you my rosters of me drafting all my Hayden Hurst shares in August. But regardless, he had a good, he had a pretty good week one. I think I told you about Hayden Hurst, and you're like, oh, let me check him out. Yeah, yeah, no, I take my fantasy advice from you. You should. 
Next topic. Next topic. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, I want to go. Actually, may I, sir, may I talk about Atlanta? <laughs> Didn't we? Already? All I want to know is this. A lot of yeah. people growing very frustrated with Bijan Robinson, with Kyle Pitts. Very. Uh, you know, Drake London, I mean, he was hurt. It doesn't really count much. But, I mean, even he was kind of up and down. He practiced today. Update. He practiced today. Looks like he's going to only miss the one game and come back uh, uh, for, for this Sunday's game versus uh, Arizona. It's going to be a good game, actually. Not a good game, but a fun fantasy game, I think. If Murray plays, I love Tyler Heineke. Uh, did I call him Tyler? Taylor Heineke. Uh, I'm not going to uh, say anything. Yeah. I was waiting for you to correct it. I don't need to, It's already in the book. Taylor, um, love what I see out of this offense. And now you bring Drake London back. Just frustrating. Listen, the, the, the whole fantasy community is talking about how much hate they have for Arthur Smith, me included. Um, the frustration of not using Bijan Rob. I saw, I saw a stat that Craig Reynolds of the Lions has more carries inside the five yard line than Bijan Robinson this year. Is well, here's that, my question that, that's pathetic. If Arthur Smith gets fired, and I don't know, like nobody knows the inner workings of this team or if they there love him, like he could, have, he could be like There'd Aaron be Boone, right? Yeah. But I'm saying mm-hmm. you talk about only five weeks left. If some new blood comes in there and decides, oh, yeah, you know, Bijan Robinson should be getting 25 touches a game. Yeah. Uh, do you take the gamble? Of trying to go after like a frustrated Bijan Robinson or Kyle Pitts owner, even to be like, oh, you know, you know, I'll pay a little more than the Arthur Smith coach price because mm-hmm. I think Smith's going to get, fu- like, you know what I mean? Like, do you, is there like not a tax, but like a little bo- a bonus percentage you put on some of these Falcons on the off chance that maybe Arthur Smith gets, you know, let go? I mean, we've only seen one coach uh, get cut this year. And by yeah. this time last year, I think there were three. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I honestly don't think Arthur Smith's in danger of getting fired. I wish he would, but um, I would be. Tr- I'm. Listen, I'm going to go down swinging, Nando. Um, and, and there's really no reason. Listen, and there's no reason for me to say, yeah, I'm going to be. I would aggressively be trying to trade for Bijan Robinson. But I say the same thing about Tony Pollard. I'm. I'm still believing, and it's been a frustrating first nine weeks for Bijan and Tony Pollard managers uh and i have plenty of shares of both but i'm still gonna be trading for both of them okay i i still refuse to believe that either of these guys could be this under you know unproductive you know unproductive it's just like it's just a we drafted these guys to give us 25 fantasy points a week you know 20 carries and it's just not happening. You know, yeah. Tony Pollard had like a lot, another 12 for 53 game again last week. We talked about Tony Pollard last week, so I won't talk about him again this week. But I did say last week after the Eagle game, the schedule opens up. There's 17 point favorites here versus the Giants. If this isn't a Tony Pollard, 18 carries for 120 yards and two touchdown type week to turn his season around and make us look differently for Pollard going forward then it's just not maybe going to happen, okay? Same with Bijan. He's got a great matchup versus Arizona. The problem is Arthur Smith's just in love with um, with Tyler Algier, and it's, you know, the same thing. Every week you look up, and it's 12 carries for Algier, 12 carries for uh, Bijan. And Bijan, early in the season, you were lucking out because he was getting five catches every week for 40 yards and getting in the end zone. And at the end of the day, he was still giving you 17, 18 fantasy points and your draft pick on him was paying off. But now the volume isn't there. We need the volume. 
And that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm still in on him. I'm still not giving up. It's been a disappointment, but that's it, Nando. You know, if you could lowball a frustrated Bijan or Tony Pollard owner right now, I'm doing it. I don't know if it's lowball. I think you might actually have to like hedge up just a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. then what then what Bijan Robinson is currently worth, I think you would have to like make someone, you know, tingle a little bit. Like, oh yeah, I could oh, all right. Yeah. You know, and, because- the same thing, and Tyler's right, by the way. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts not having a bad year. Again. That's what I was gonna ask. It just seems it just seems that because what what happens with us fantasy owners, we we have these expectations of Kyle Pitts is gonna catch 85 balls, 1300 yards, be the breakout stud tight end two on the season with 12 touchdowns. And then it's just like, ah, eh. but you know what? Every week, Kyle Pitts for the last month, he's 10 points, 12 points, 14 points. Like he's not murdering you where there were parts of the year in the, in the past where it was like, oh, he caught two balls for 18 yards. This is Kyle Pitts. This is what we're doing. But anyway, uh, answer the question in the chat. Uh, one of I, I hold on. Let me find it. No, one of our one of our uh, viewers wants to know if that's a uh, a Star Wars poster in the back or where was Sorry, it? podcast listeners. No, Chris doesn't understand how media works. Oh, Masters yeah. of the Universe! You want to know that's Masters, Masters of the Universe? Of the universe? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Grow up! What a child! Well, actually, I grabbed this from my uh, closet Nobody. back home. Yeah. It was just sitting right. there. Look at that! It's beautiful. Okay. Anyway, yes, I do have a framed Masters of the Universe poster behind me. Sweet, um, sweet. I'm sweet. trying to work on my background. You know, I got a bookshelf here so I can look like everyone else who has a video podcast, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Should I yeah. keep going? Absolutely. You know, I had a, so next topic. I we've, given, we've, we've given a lot of advice on the show. I wanted to know if you could put together a fantasy team made up of just Jets and Giants. And I think it's an interesting. Oh, this exercise. is gonna, this is going to help our our listeners and, and well, no, no, no. and then yeah, when, like when you do it, because look, thing. this is what happens garbage, when you do the rundown. They're garbage. Make up a team teams. of Jets. Here's the situation: Do you use Bree? I mean, Brees Hall would be my running back. Can I can I start uh, Saquon in the flex? In your flex, yeah. Well, I mean, I would assume oh, you have two right. running backs. Well, like, that's it. And give me Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver one. All right. Give me uh, Wandell Robinson as my wide receiver two. All right. Uh, I'll take Jalen Hyatt as my uh, wide receiver three. Okay. Hopefully down the stretch, and uh, my quarterback will be you. So this is why I wanted to do this exercise because mm-hmm. once you get past the obvious ones. Scarf. Like having to pick, like you know, Wandell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt instead of like Darius Slayton and I don't know, like Alan Lazard or you know, it's, like it's pick awesome. a it's, it's, Slayton had four catches for sixty yards this past week. Finally, did something. Um, it's been a complete horror show, Nando. Every wide receiver on the Giants is completely useless, and now you go into Daniel Jones. And by the way, real quick, Daniel Jones. My God, the luck of I don't even know this poor guy. Uh, thank God he got yeah, paid, so credit to him. But, I mean, imagine you come off the neck injury, you come back and you blow out your ACL, just like this guy's got the worst luck going. But He blew out regardless. his ACL and then stayed in for a play. And then stayed in. I know. you got to give him credit for that, man. He should grow a beard. Listen, all Giants wide receivers should not be rostered, okay? And I have a couple Slayton and Wondell Robinson shares. I'll be dropping them tonight. I want no part of this offense outside of Saquon. And I am uh, a panicked Saquon Barkley owner where I thought the rest of the season I had obviously a top six RB1 uh, in a healthy Barkley now that he came back off his high ankle sprain. 
with, with no quarterback, uh, you know, Evan Neal sprained his other ankle. Like this guy's just a complete disaster too. It's just worrisome because unless Barkley gets 30 touches a week and volumes it up to 15 fantasy points, this offense is the 32nd offense in the NFL and for fantasy. And the Jets are probably the 31st offense. So New York football this year, where I had the highest expectations, I thought as a bar owner in New York City that this is going to be great. Two fa- two playoff teams for the Jets and the Giants, two teams that could go deep into January in the Jets and the Giants coming right. off the Giants, coming off what they did last year, building on it with new play- more talent in Darren Waller and, and such. And the Jets, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers. And it's so crazy how football works, and that's why we love it because it's so unpredictable. But the two worst offenses and two most boring teams to watch on offense and for fantasy are the New York Jets and the New York Giants, and it's just pathetic. So Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are uh, must-starts every week, even in a terrible offense. They're the whole team. They're going to be 95% of the offense. Saquon is... Um, obviously the same thing for the Giants. And after that, there is nobody you can even consider yeah. other than the Jets defense, who is, which is completely elite and probably a top. I think they're the best defense in the league. Um, but, uh, and shout out to the Cleveland Browns while we're talking about fantasy defenses, 27 points this past week uh, in the shutout of the Cardinals, but defenses are so underrated in fantasy. Nando, I love, I'm, I, if you look across all my teams, I have the jets and the Browns as my fantasy defenses, uh, probably in 90% of the, in my leagues. And you know, the difference with having these two defenses that, and watching their defenses each week, they are elite. And there's not that many fantasy defenses that are elite. That's so, a good 12 points every week. You can just rely on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can play it's the matchup. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a follow-up question for you, but I've completely forgotten it now that you brought up defenses yeah. for no reason. Well, it was, it was 30 seconds. I took 30 seconds to just talk about fantasy defenses because it's a pivotal part of the fantasy game. You, you know, like, listen real quick. And now you got me, now I'm going to talk more about it because you didn't like it. No, good. Yeah, okay. good. Because how I, about, yeah. how about the Chargers defense this past Monday night? 28 fantasy points versus the Jets. See, we always forget about fantasy defenses, but if you could stream the right defenses, on a weekly basis or work your schedule out. And that's another thing. We're going into week 10. Start planning out your, your weeks ahead. Look ahead and say, all right, I you know, maybe this defense has two really good matchups. This one has another good play it where each week you have, you know, good options to play for your fantasy defense. The Chargers, 28 points. The Browns, 27 points. This is like having an extra quarterback in your liner or an elite RB1 or an elite wide receiver one. We underrate the fantasy defense. Okay, uh, I, I had I had uh, a couple teams where I have Young Way Koo from the Falcons give nineteen and a half points, and the Browns give twenty seven. They were the two highest scorers for me in some of my leagues. Kicker and defense, so it's important. You know, we have some really bad offenses now in fantasy. There's a good six to eight offenses that you could pick on with fantasy defenses if you could play your matchups right pick on these offense pick on these offenses with good defenses you could sneak out 15 20 points in fantasy every week so it's it's very important i remember my question good are you still holding on to dalvin cook just in case oh my god just in case Brees hall gets hurt 
Is, is uh, it Michael Carter? You're a Michael Carter yes, guy, right? I'm a Michael Carter guy. I and it's funny you saw Michael Carter at the end of the game. He caught like six straight dump off passes. Um, Dalvin Cook is so dust, and he should come to work every day. He should show up to the Jets facility every day with a ski mask on for uh, that nine million that he got, eight and a half million, whatever he wound up getting from the Jets in late August to come in and be an absolute slug. So he's he's terrible, but. Um, he, I dropped my Dalvin cook shares, uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I slowly started air, adding some Michael Carter shares, uh, to my teams just because of if a breeze hole goes down, um, misses some time with a hamstring injury, then Michael Carter, I think will be the lead back over Dalvin cook. Let's hit a couple questions, uh, before we depart, uh, thoughts on trading away Jameer Gibbs. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I no no. Listen, real quick. I, I Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is an asset I want coming down the stretch here on a team with the best offensive line in football and a high scoring offense that is consistent. Uh, you know, it, it's he earned a bigger piece of the pie going forward with his performance the last two weeks before the bye. And as much as it hurt me, because being a huge Montgomery owner, thinking Montgomery could come back and be a 90%, you know, 80% type uh, snap running back, Gibbs ate into that. And I expect it to be 60-40 Montgomery uh, going forward. But Gibbs, listen, I I hate to beat a dead horse or repeat myself, but in this landscape, you you know, Gibbs is a top 15 fantasy running back rest of the season. You don't want to trade assets like that away. The running back – uh, depth is not good enough in fantasy right now to trade away a Gibbs unless you're getting a, a better running back. Let me tell you what I'm hearing. <clears throat> you want to trade four Gibbs. I mean, look, the whole trade market is based mm-hmm. on perception, right? And I mean, if, yeah. if someone's perceiving that now's the time oh. to trade away Gibbs because Montgomery's yes. back in the mix and you're saying, no, 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 you know, Gibbs still has this value. Maybe that maybe the move here is to trade for Jameer Gibbs because you could probably get him from someone who's thinking the same thing that yeah. uh, it's Chuka Baby was asking. Yeah, I'm holding Gibbs. He's definitely somebody that I want to you know trade for rather than trade away. Okay, now here's the part of the show where I bring something up, and it's actually not me. It's Uncle Ted, a commenter that I 100% agree with. I'm like way in on this. And yeah. it's going to make steam wow. come out of Chris's ears. I'm reading it. No, you're wrong. I'm, I'm reading it right now as you're about to put it up. Is this one? I Julio love this Jones comment. Is take over I love this comment, Uncle starters. Ted. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. A couple bucks. He's he's getting added on a couple of, of my leagues. Um, he, he was after... so quiet. Julio Jones so quietly snuck in onto that yeah. roster and was mm-hmm. activated so quietly. And well, like you know, had that touchdown. touchdown no one, no one was like, "Oh, Julio scored a touchdown. He's going to be part." Of it. No one was yeah. saying that. It was like he I, I never think, scored the touchdown. I think Julio is actually going to play a nice role in November and early December in this offense with Dallas Goddard out. Okay, um, you know, I, 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 I guess you could look at him as a glorified tight end. They don't have to, you know, they'll they'll have tight end on the field, a blocking tight end. Um, but Julio will be out there. I think his snap rate will go up some more. And now do I expect Julio Jones to be seven for 80 and a touchdown? No, but you know what? The the sucky part is that you got to use him in one of your wide receiver spots. 
Okay. And you can't just replace him as your tight end, but right. I can see Julio being a four for 45 and maybe if he gets a touchdown, a useful piece. So I think he should be, my point of this is that he should be rostered. Okay. After the bye, I would roster him. What would and you roster him on the now? bench? Isn't that, yeah, I mean, I know course, it's almost like for a, waste, a couple but... of bucks. Yeah, of course. Well, if, if you have the ability uh, right now going into that bye week to carry him, yeah, throw him on your, throw him on your uh, roster for a buck or two. And and see, but I think he'll be the biggest benefactor of, um, you know, outside of the elite guys, which brings me to my point that I wanted to make sure I got in uh, before the show ended. And that was Devonta Smith, ironically enough, now that Uncle Ted brought this conversation up. I am in love with Devonta Smith rest of season here now that Dallas Goddard uh, broke his arm. uh, We just started seeing a. we were all down on Devonta Smith for five weeks in a row, and now he came off two good weeks in a row, seven for 99 and a touchdown versus Washington. This past week versus Dallas, he got in the end zone again and had a nice game. Uh, last year we saw when Dallas Goddard went down, Devonta Smith blew up, okay? And I expect that to happen. And I think the theme that I wanted to talk about on this topic is wide receiver twos that struggled all season long, emerging now, rest of the season, to either trade for or have higher expectations for on your fantasy team. Uh, and and the number one guy and the number one, 1A and 1B guys are Devonta Smith and T. Higgins. Okay, and I have a couple others I want to throw in. But T. Higgins, it's been a disaster for us T. Higgins owners all year long. But we just saw him go 8 for 110 this past week. He looked, if you watched the game, which I know you did, Nando, looked uh, Looked know, like the old T Higgins. I got NFL Plus, so I can watch yeah. all the uh, the all twenty twos. Oh, that's awesome! But T Higgins you know, finally you, looked like kind of tape you review, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the um, he finally looked like the old <laughs> T Higgins. See, I hate when you mess my train of thought. I know <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> he finally looked uh, like his old T Higgins self, and now you know. If Jamar Chase with this back issue, if they want to maybe – if he does play, which he better play, but just say he doesn't, T. Higgins would be a top five wide receiver this week and going forward until Jamar Chase got back on the field. But maybe they go away from Jamar Chase for the next week or two as he as he, um, as T. Higgins emerges now as the 1B in this offense because it's been a disaster for eight weeks for T. Higgins. T. Higgins I would be trying to trade for right now as my number one trade target if you're – in need of help at a wide receiver position. I think he's going to give top 12 wide receiver numbers from here on out week 10 through Devonta Smith. Same thing. It's been a down. It hasn't been great, but Devonta Smith and AJ Brown are going to keep killing it for the next five, six weeks. Okay. Jahan Dotson for the Redskins for the, for the commanders. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We're live, Whatever. man. I can't no. cut. That's fine. People understand. I said that. <laughs> For 25 years, uh, what happened? The to commanders. First, what happened to the first? Their first, yeah, yeah. The, the first 40 years, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> listen, Jahan Dotson, another one. It's been a disaster for eight, nine weeks. Now he's finally come on the last couple of weeks. Jahan Dotson, I think, is going to emerge as a, a solid wide receiver too for fantasy going forward. And the last one, I won't quit him. And people are going to be like, "Oh my God, come on, already with this guy, Elijah Moore." Okay, now that they traded away Donovan Peoples-Jones, they opened up some more targets. Deshaun Watson came back. Let him get another week or two under his belt. But these four wide receiver twos in their offense, I think are going to finally pay off their draft status going forward. 
So my theme topic uh, for this is wide receiver twos finally emerging. Hopefully people listen to the end. Uh, let's hit up some rapid fire before we go. I feel like yes. we owe it to everybody. What do you think? Absolutely. All right. Daniel Duong wants to know, would you rather stash QJ or McBridge in 0.5 PPR? QJ? What? I think it's Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson, yeah. Or McBride, I, I assume. Is that McBridge? Yeah, I guess. You put up a question that it was a, it was a player that didn't McBridge. Uh, I would, I mean, we're talking a receiver and a tight end here. Trey McBride, I want. All right. Uh, tight end this week. This is from Anthony who lost Goddard. He's decided between Otten, Musgrave, Henry, and Everett. I Everett. think we know the answer to that one. Everett. Everett the versus the Lions with a total of, of a, almost 50, uh, you know, going into this week. I'm sticking with Gerald Everett, man. But Henry uh, would be my second guy. I like Hunter Henry the rest of the season. He caught four for 40 and a touchdown this past week. Seven targets for Hunter Henry. I think you can expect that every week, uh, you know, from them with all the wide receivers done and out in, in New England. He's going to garbage time his, himself into nice production. He's going to be a top 12 tight end rest of the way. Here's the last one uh, from Sammy B. Start Murray or Purdy. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there and I'll give you the second half. So uh, I'm going with Kyle and Murray. And then Ferguson or McBride? Yeah, Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson. Uh, you know what? Ferguson versus the Giants. That game could get out of hand, and and who knows what that game could go. Give me Trey McBride uh, in that game versus Atlanta. I think that could be like a 27-24 type of game. And Trey McBride with Kyler Murray there is going to have a nice second half of the season. That's what I'm talking about Like earlier. Now, there's all these new tight end names that are coming into the mix that they can all hit the board as top 12 tight ends the rest of the way. It's very exciting. It's not like last year. I feel like last year it just it got bad and it stayed. Yeah, bad. you're right. You're you're 100 right, Nando. I feel like the tight end position faded away as the season went on. Not only last year, but the last bunch of years. And this year, I feel like it's the opposite. More, you know, uh, more guys are coming into the mix. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is a if you're if you're joining us late, this is a podcast you can listen to. Uh, just type in the Fantasy Empire or just Chris Vaccaro podcast, which will really make his day. Um, we'll be here every week at 11:30 a.m. live. Chris has softened up and started Any, answering uh, questions. Yeah, no, I love the chat was was crazy today. It was a lot of a lot of new faces, a lot of new names, a lot of a lot of questions. Love it. So we'll be back here next uh, Wednesday, 11:30 as always. And uh, Nando will have his ridiculous comments. And uh, I'll write the rundown again. Proof is in the pudding, man. I would love to. I would love to hear some of our listeners if they enjoyed Nando's rundown or you know my usual fire rundown every week. That is gold. Make a Jets and Giants fantasy lineup. I think it's pretty good. All right, uh, I'm going to leave Chris up awkwardly while I play the music and we get out of here. Thanks everybody for joining us. <laughs> uh.